with me. So, this week's news is that for the monthly guest blends, we're going to be doing one from, um, it's called Psyduck, and it's from uh, Didn't You Do Well, which is where I am at the moment in Bristol. Um, the blend is Funk City. So this is the first time that we've really done one of these crazy blends where it really kind of is, is, is different and that's because, well actually I'm not going to spoil it, I'm going to tell you more about this later. Um, so um, we are going to go um, with another to look at the descriptor scale and this week's descriptor scale came in from Simon Johns and um, yeah his descriptor was that he got uh, Milky Bars from last week. So I actually really like that one as a descriptor so thank you for that one. Your last chance to win tickets for London Coffee Festival this week. So uh, what I want you to do is I want you to send me an, another Vine. So send in your Vines to Steve uh, at hasbeen.co.uk or orders or send them on Twitter or send them however you want to. But I want Vines of the week for the tickets for London Coffee Festival. And that was the news. So we should get on to this week's coffee. I'm not going to be doing focus on this week because I've got lots to cram in. But the coffee that we're going to be doing this week comes from Bolivia, so we're back to Bolivia again, which is great. We've had a little bit of a break, but it's time for us to go back. And the coffee that we've got is one that we've had for four years now? I think it's four years. And it's from Feliciano Ramos, uh, who owns a very small 10 hectare farm um, in just outside Caranave, um, which is called Loeza. Now, Loeza is a, uh, what's the word, a colony. So it's a colony just outside, and there are a few places in Louisa, but this one is specifically from Feliciano. As I say, he has a 10 hectare farm, um, eight of it is coffee. When he first took over, it was only two of it was coffee, but he's cultivated some of the land, and he started to plant different varieties. He has 40% Katura, 40% Tipica, and 20%, I think, Katayi. Um, I'll have to check up on that one. Um, but Feliciano has this really cool uh, small holding um, that he's managed for the last eight years. Now, this year, I didn't think this was going to be in my mug, if I'm honest with you. I didn't think I had enough of this coffee to be able to do it. Um, but I kind of looked at it and thought, actually, we could probably squeeze it out. It means it's going to finish fairly soon um, after us doing this. But I think it's one that's worth sharing. One of my favourites over previous years. And the reason I wanted to bring this one to this week is that the French barista champion competed last week uh, in Paris and used the farm from Feliciano. So this has won a barista championship in France from Luca Cassidy. So that one's to you, Luca, that I, I promised you that I would uh, use this coffee and we'll probably wipe it out and not make the money on it that we shouldn't. But hey, you get to taste an amazing coffee. So um, I guess it's time that we go and do the map bit. Try not saying the words to that while listening to the music if you've heard the words one. You can't. It's impossible. Well, welcome to the map bit. We are zooming up and we are going across the Atlantic Ocean and we're going to South America and probably my favourite country in South America. Um, we're going to focus down on Bolivia. So let's get down and zoom onto it. Now, we've bought a lot of coffees from Bolivia, not just this year, but every year. Um, my interesting fact is about 3% of Bolivia's, Bolivia's land is arable. The rest of it, it's just 
nothing grows. There's part of the Delta Plana where bacteria doesn't even live. Um, but we're going down and we're going to go and have a look at Lulawaisa. But what I'm showing you first of all is Karanavi. And just so you get an idea of the topography from Carico to Karanavi, it's such a mountainous, beautiful country. Um, so you're 1,525 metres in Carico and you go up and then you go back down again um it really is just absolutely crazy elevations um but what we're going to do is going to swizzle around you like my little swizzle rounds um so you see belinda here and what i'm going to show you is the distance from belinda from Ka there's karanavi and then if we zoom down just in the distance in fact you can't quite see it so let's kind of hopefully zoom across there we go i'm going to zoom across and there we are to loaiza so you can see um exactly where it is in relation to everywhere else i mean just look at those mountain ranges so that's the andean mountain range um, that i harp on about so much um and the karanavi circle that we buy all this amazing coffee from so let's just have a whiz round and then we're going to... Uh, what am I doing here? Wow, I'm scrolling around like an idiot. Let's go back down. Uh, we zoom back round. And you can see that's a mountain and snow. Hey, let's go up. So you can see the circle there. This is the circle of farms that we buy from around Karanavi. Um, it is just an amazing country with amazing coffee and an amazing map bit. So that was the interesting map bit. I kind of know the details on that one because I was there and I've actually been on the farm. So no wheel of death, no wheel of doom. I'm gonna whap you on pause while those very nice people in the background make me tasty coffee. Right, so I'm back and I'm gonna dive straight into the espresso. So, oh, that looks awesome. Um, so the smell, first of all, you can actually smell how this coffee's going to taste. Um, it really has got this big cherry note to it, which is unusual for a washed coffee. Yes, you find cherry in naturals, but not so much in the wash. So, here we go. But it changes when you taste it, so there's a real kind of caramel, sweet chocolate that you expect from a Bolivian. Like, I expect chocolate from Bolivian coffees. Where this one really changes is the acidity, and the acidity is so distinct. My acidity descriptor when I'm cupping it and in espresso is key lime pie. It has a really like lime bite to it, which is delicious. Really comes really well. Superb espresso. That is really, really good. Right, so we should dive into the cappuccino. So next. When you add milk to espresso, it tends to kind of just sweeten it up a little bit, round it all off a bit. But with this, the acidity still comes punching through. And it's actually the dominant part for me in there that you do get that key lime kind of deliciousness coming through in there. It is one of my all-time favorite coffees. I've got to admit that like Loaiza is one that I constantly go back to and I'm really, really excited by. Um, it kind of filled a hole after we lost Machu Kamarka, um, which hopefully will be back next year. I'm still hoping on that one coming back. But um, it's a delicious coffee, and it's, I'm really, really pleased that we can share it with you. And kind of cool, and it follows on the week after the French Brewster champion winning as well. So well done to Luca with that. So I'm going to whack you on pause again, and what we're going to do is we're going to taste the guest blend, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about why I'm here. So uh, be back with you in just a moment. Right, so we're back, and I am joined by Will and Ali here from um, Didn't You Do Well, and thank you first of all for letting me come. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Today's a super important day, because it's their birthday! Yay! 
big. One year one old year, today, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. So, for people who've never opened a coffee shop, what have you learned in the last year? A lot. <laughs> Very yeah. steep learning curve. Yeah, that opening a coffee shop has literally nothing to do with making good coffee. It's mostly about running a business and washing up. Yes, good. Yes. good. Talking to customers yeah. all day, which is really nice. Yeah. There's a lot of washing up though, isn't there? People don't oh. understand that, yeah. like, how much there is. Yeah. And it's a lot of hard work. It's like Sundays coming in and fixing things. Yeah. And, you know, like there's no days off. I and mean, it's not a picnic, is it? No, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. Yes. But a good one. Yes. Yeah, no, we love it. And that's the thing is that people who come in, like we were just talking to one of your customers who were in the same yeah. ago, and he's like, she seemed like really kind of like, this is home, this yeah. is where I come and hang out. Yeah, no, she's great. We're training her up to sort of, she says she'll work for coffee and cake, which is sort of like ideal. Perfect. Is that is that minimum wage? So, tell people where they would find you um, in Bristol. So, um, what's the name of the street that you're on? Uh, it's Park Row. We're on 20 Park Row. Right, and I'm going to put on the screen now a map and show you where it is, and there'll be the address. So, it's all going to be there, showing you exactly um, where they can find, uh, where, they, where you can come and find. And you must come in because this month you've got the guest blend. Yes. Yeah. And we're very excited. Very, yes. very excited. So, what was your brief to me for the guest blend? Um, Something uber natural, Ooh, really wacky. weird, yeah. bonkers, just strange. We like yeah. to be strange and like to be different. Yeah. So I don't know where the name came from. Was this our suggestion of the name or was this your suggestion of the name? Because all I got told was this is what we're calling. I was like, okay. The first I knew about it was in an email and I had to Google it to find out what it actually was. <laughs> so the blend is called Psyduck. Um, ladies first, I think, so you try it. Um, this is the first time that they're trying the blend. So we've kind of... <laughs> That's oh. Dale in the background. <laughs> so there we go, you try that one, see what you think. So the idea of this blend was to do something funky, something off the wall. It's 50% uh, Bolivia Finca David Vilca, the farm natural, and then 50% of the Ethiopian Guji natural, which are both a little bit bonkers on their own. What, what do you so think? Nice. Yeah, really nice. You get that sort of trademark natural hit, and then yeah. just loads of delicious. Do you know what I'm tasting? Sherbet of blueberries. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the, the blueberries from the Gucci is definitely there, but there's like that sherbet effervescence yeah. there as well. Yeah. That's that's pretty pretty special, mate. These guys can get away with doing that because you have two grinders on. Yes. yes. And what have you got on at the minute as as um, your other? We got the Kigogo uh, Kigomo Co-op. Okay. Which is yeah. a bit, little bit tame. It's still really interesting. But which was tame. the in my mug not last week, the week before. So you were just all about in my mug, you're just like all tied in. So this is going to be on the website for the month, uh, it's going to be in the shop for the month as well. Yep. So you can come in and you must come in and try it here because this will give you the full proper experience. And it's the first time that we've got you to have a blend as well isn't it? I think it is, yeah. Yeah, because you've always had single origin, so I'm really excited that we've yeah. got you to have a blend <laughs> so we can do this. And it just tied in perfectly with the first birthday as well. Yeah. So we should try with milk, so if you think... I think this is going to be stunning as well. I think it's really going to punch through. Um, there we go. I will let it down. What do you think? It's nice milk. <laughs> Where'd you get your milk from? Um, yeah, Ivy House Dairy, just outside Bath. Um, right. Jersey herd, unhomogenized, really delicious, really consistent. It really punches through, doesn't it? You yeah. kind of get a beautiful coffee taste it's with it. It's still got that effervescence as well. 
It is, it's so lively, so, so lively. And it's weird because that Ethiopian is like nine months old now, but actually I think it's better than it was when it first arrived. So uh, I'm really excited to be sharing this. And I'm really excited we could do something a bit crazy with it. So thank you for letting me give you Thank you. Before we go, I've got to talk to you about what the things that you've been making. This is something yeah. that, this is nothing to do with coffee, but super interesting. So tell us about your kind of your thing you've been doing. Um, I kind of got into coffee through making stuff. I couldn't afford. We were unemployed, firstly, um, and I couldn't afford a coffee machine, but really wanted one. Yeah. So I'd spend my fortnightly doll money on buying bits and made a coffee machine, sort of loosely based with the Slayer paddle. And we've got a picture of this. Yes, yeah, somewhere. so it's on the screen yeah. now. You can see this, uh, this espresso machine. Um, yeah, and since then, just kind of just wanted to make everything, really. I made a couple of speakers for my dad, made a microphone. Picture on the screen now. now. <laughs> um, now and this is cool. I mean, this is like, what I find is people who open coffee shops tend to be fairly creative people. Um, I think that's, that's really kind of quite cool. You've got to come here. Um, I'm really bad. This has been over a year. It's the first time I've visited, but I'm going to be coming back. So it's like such a cool shop. Um, congratulations on the first year. They say the first year is the hardest. It's all downhill. I really Come visit and do remember, life is definitely too short for bad coffee.